There are so many things that we as humans don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. So I'm here to take you on this exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Psychic Scoop. Before I pop on today's episode, I just wanted to give you a quick little disclaimer. First of all, this is my very first podcast guest on the show, and I am super excited to have her on. Her name is Sita Young, and she's talking about all things crystals. You guys are going to absolutely love this episode. But the disclaimer is we recorded this during the va- the last degrees of that interesting post-Mercury retrograde shadow period and we were both having some interesting connection issues. Sita also has a lot of psychic gifts so spirit was coming in and just giving us a hell of a time but the content is so good and so juicy I still gotta put it out there. So be mindful of echoes and maybe some blips but for the most part it's a really incredible episode so please enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Psychic Scoop podcast. I am your host, Steffi. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuitive energy healer. I am so stoked to have this guest on today, my first podcast guest, and she is one of my very good friends. Her name is Sita, and she is the Crystal Cutie. You can find her at her Instagram, HippieQBC. Welcome, Sita. Oh, my God. Hi, Steffi. Thank you so much for having me. I am... Very, very glad that you and I get to chat. I know. And we just saw each other yesterday, (laughs) which I love. Because every time we have a conversation, it feels like a podcast that I want to listen to. Would you mind telling the listeners what your top three in your astrology chart are? Yes. So my, by the way, just to segue really briefly, and then I'll go back because like, I am literally the most like tangential thinker ever. (laughs) But one time I told Steffi that my Jupiter was in Mars or something like that. And she was like, no, Sita, that's not how it works. (laughs) I was like, Stephanie, my Saturn is in uh, Jupiter. And you're like, no. I also love you're one of the only friends that calls me Stephanie. I know. I know. Only when it's a very serious. Like, Stephanie, Stephanie, <laughs> listen, when it gets really intense, listen. And I'm like, girl, it's Stephanie. I haven't got my Stephanie since I was in grade school. Yeah. It's <laughs> just picking up on our like two-year-old like being selves. <laughs> Very <laughs> triggered when you call me by my phone. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. okay. So what's oh, I'm sorry. So <laughs> so my son's in Gemini, which um explains why you technically have two guests on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> my my right personality and my left one. Um or my like conscious and my subconscious Love. personalities. And then my moon is in Aquarius. You know, let's start that revolution and Love. free all the people uh, from whatever. And my rising is Sagittarius. Mm, that's such and a good combo. 
Yeah. So I got to leave right now because I'm going to go uh, get on an airplane and go somewhere. Yeah. Bye. Thank just you like so you. much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> also for listeners, you are in your human design. You are a 5-1 reflector. And I remember I told you that when you got a reading with me like a couple of years ago or whatever. And you're like, what does this mean? And I'm like, you're with Sandy Bullock. You're in, you're in good. <laughs> well, then I like went and went on like a, a like a deep dive on Facebook to sort of just like discover more reflector information because it was such like an obscure new and interesting Mm -hmm. thing to me sort of like the Enneagram when you first start reading about it you want to kind of like look into it and even astrology Mm -hmm. so you don't say things like my Jupiter is in Venus to your (laughs) professional astrologer friends exactly exactly is there ever a way that the Jupiter could be in me. No, that's not, it's just not possible. Whatever your reality is, Sita, <laughs> it, it is. Your Jupiter's in Venus, your Saturn's in Mars. <laughs> I totally feel you. But as a reflector, you are a very special being and I've always felt that being with you. And Thank so you. I'm excited to share you with listeners. And so I called you my crystal cutie because you oh, are the crystal sweet. queen. You just are so knowledgeable and I love everything that you source with your crystals. I love your intention when you're picking crystals and honestly, I've gotten so many crystals from you that are my favorites. And um, I don't know, do you want to give the listeners like a little, I guess, history of how we met? Because it's a great story. Yes. I think that it really makes us... uh, Well, first of all, one of the things that I was reflecting on... (laughs) Reflecting. (laughs) Definitely a joke intended there. One of the things both of the sides of my personality were... (laughs) reflecting on the so we met on like a baseball field which is really funny <laughs> like, it makes no sense but it, it does no make every, but it makes all the sense it makes all the no sense when I was thinking like okay we met on this like baseball diamond and one of the things that people talk about a lot is like how low your average really has to be like how many homers you have to hit in a season in order to be a successful baseball player is like a shockingly low percentage wow. especially compared to like other sports And I think of that a lot in terms of like our personal journeys with success. Like we, you know, there, you're going to strike out more than you're going to hit the, you know, over the The fence. And you're also going to hit, keep hitting the fence again and again until finally one day it goes over. And I thought like, our relationship was sort of the beginning for me, like meeting each other was sort of the beginning of me when like that ball was just like a few inches below. And I was like, hitting the fence, hitting the fence, but it just like wasn't quite going over and a few things had to adjust. But basically we were extras in a a commercial. These are well-paying gigs, but they, you know, they're long hours and they're like in no way artistically satisfying. And also it's pretty random how they cast. So Sita, like we probably have worked together before, but maybe we didn't meet each other. And this particular day, they put us together um, for a long couple of long hours. Yeah. Then we were able to like chat and meet each other. That morning, I had sort of going through some personal stuff and received a very random FaceTime from an ex of mine. And what was really bizarre about it is that my phone has never really randomly like FaceTimed before. And I thought that that was just really odd. It woke me up out of a dead of sleep at like 5.30 in the morning and I got no response on the other end. And then when I text saying like, was that a butt dial? Is something wrong? I also received no response. So it was pretty creepy, especially again, because it woke me up out of the dead of sleep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then later that day, you and I had exchanged numbers 
And we were standing maybe like 10 feet away from each other. And it happened again, where, except this time you were FaceTiming me. Yeah, you guys, so if you've my- ever worked on a film <laughs> set, you, you keep your phone on silent. You're not really allowed to use it. But for, for whatever reason, we were standing apart from one another. Your phone was not in your hand. It, it was, was in my, in- it was in my backpack, which was, it I was- think like 200 feet away. And so Steffi walks up to me and I said, you know, you're calling me right now. You're FaceTiming me right now. And it's crazy because I had told her the story of what had happened to me that morning. So it was pretty weird. Well, and Spirit kind of had this divine intervention. So it was just very coincidental, but also not because we know Spirit, there's nothing that's a coincidence. And that was just an amazing moment that my phone literally FaceTimed you after that weird story. And my yeah, phone bizarre. was 200 feet away from me. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? You're like, you're calling me. And I was like, what are you talking about? It was so bizarre. So bizarre. I don't even know if it was Mercury retrograde or not, but something funky would happen. And then ever since then, we've been kismet friends. Um, and, you know, Sita is very talented and gifted and, you know, has been a card reader for many years. And you are, do you identify as a psychic? I think you are. It's interesting. I have a lot of feelings about uh, classifying myself as a psychic because one, I think the history that I come with, I have a lot of aunts and my, my mother and a lot of women along that bloodline. And you know what, to my father's bloodline, there are a few as well that, uh, identify that way and many of them that are professionals and I have always geared myself in my adult life towards understanding the benefit of emotional intuition as well as recognizing patterns. Even when you were a card reader, which I know you're not anymore, but you really had a beautiful thread into psychology, the way you read. I love that you had such a good understanding and knowledge and expertise to relate it to the human psyche. And now with crystals, there's a lot of crossover and crossover there because when you think about you're so knowledgeable with knowing, you know, just what the minerals are and how, you know, they can help certain, I guess, psychoses or, you know, you're just so good at that. So anyway, I, I think it's a perfect segue into crystals because even though you're still, you're not reading anymore, you can, you're able to see these crystals and how they can help heal people with certain ailments or, you know, whatever's going on with their psyche. Yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons why I was so drawn to the major arcana was because of my study of Carl Jung. And Mm. that's the reason why I started really diving into tarot was because of the imagery and the archetypical imagery that was so clearly displayed in the Rider-Waite tarot deck. So the way that that translated to crystals for me was I leaned really heavy, whereas I leaned on the psychology of the tarot, I leaned really heavy on the chemistry and science and geology of the specimens that I was working with, uh, because I, I, I firmly believe that understanding our sort of the scientific base of our reality and the structures of our reality leads us into the metaphysical and out again. So it is all of those things as well as scientific. So I try not to fall into any line with my crystals of like, I am going to sell you something that is going to make your love life better. Like the crystal is going to represent, like you want a rose quartz because you want a better love life. And that rose quartz is going to represent some sort of icon for you of how you want to uh, define and imbue your love into the life that you're living. And therefore it has meaning and value. It doesn't have meaning and value because I tell you a rose quartz is for love. Mm, You you decide that. But like, you know, you get it, Steffi. Like the ultimate point is to empower the person 
and not to empower me as the person that's going to fix them. Totally. And I remember even my first experience with crystals, I was very, very young and I was getting a shot like, and I was so scared, you know, when you're like a baby or you're, you know, toddler or whatever, how old I was. And I remember I was getting some kind of like vaccine, ironic because the times are as they are right now, with the vaccine. <laughs> but I was freaking out and my mom gave me this stone and it was called a worry stone mm -hmm. and you rub it. And I remember it was kind of like a, it almost looked green. I don't know if it was like a malachite or who knows what it was, but it was a stone, a crystal. And I always felt like whenever I had a crystal and I was rubbing it and feeling the smooth surface, it made me feel calmer. And I think that was how I first experienced crystals. So yeah, it wasn't necessarily this certain stone was like calming me down, but my subconscious belief in the stone and how it made me feel. Yeah. So that was like my first experience with crystals. Like, do you remember your first experience with crystals? Yeah, I, I do. I have a pretty vivid memories of it. So, you know, I mentioned that I have a lot of family members that work in sort of like psychic spaces. And we had like, you know, local psychics and local crystal shops. And I remember those a bit, but my mother had a really uh, gorgeous amethyst that had sat in their room at, for since I could remember. And that was my first experience with like having a crystal because we just always had one in the house. In terms of the first time that I ever really started becoming very interested in them, I found a crystal shop in Los Feliz and it was really exciting. And I bought a crystal, I bought a cork. Uh, this was like my first sort of big purchase. And it sat in my garden at the time for a year. It just, I put it, I decided to put it in the plants in the garden. Aww, that, that was where I beautiful. thought it belonged. Yeah. I know. So I think that's another question I really wanted to ask you too, because first it's like buying the crystals and then you kind of get on a roll. But where, how do you feel about storing crystals? Like where's your favorite place to store a crystal? Yeah. That's such a great question. It's a garden. Like I don't think I've ever heard, maybe I've seen crystals yeah. in gardens, but I wouldn't think to put it in a garden, but I this love that. We're going to, everyone's going to get like a, a three part episode here because I have so many good crystal <laughs> stories to tell you before I, know, I like started I know, doing I know, it professionally. I well, I guess so, it, that's kind of like a vague, I mean, you can store <laughs> them in so many places, but like, what's your favorite place? Yeah. So, um, in the beginning, it was in plants, uh, in a vase or potted plants just on the surface. Um, as well as outside in the garden. That was my, my first favorite place to put them. I had a bunch of uh, small ones in my room as my collection started to grow and the same relationship that was very traumatic for me that was sort of when we met on the mm -hmm. baseball field. Mm -hmm. um, I had had quite a few crystals in my room and the night that we separated, I had to pack them all up and put them just in a box. I've heard this from other people that like sometimes it's just time for a crystal to take a nap or whatever, or you just yes. want to put it away. And so I packed them up and they were probably in that box for about five months. Uh, wow. They just, yeah, they, they really needed to be out of the room for. Yeah. And sometimes crystals go missing too. I remember I was in a pretty traumatic abusive relationship. And I remember I bought this Charite, which ironically I'm wearing right now, mm -hmm. but it was to get through fear. Like I remember thinking it's a beautiful purple color. It could really relate to my third eye. And I was like, you know, I really want to kind of get connected to my source again. And I use this crystal so much. And I remember we had broken up and for whatever reason, the crystal went completely missing. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'm fearless. So maybe the crystal did its job. And I literally found this crystal three weeks ago. I'm wearing it now. 
And it's like, I love the embodiment of now I'm out of that toxic relationship. I'm in a really healthy relationship and the crystal needed to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. Like when things resurface in our lives, you know, maybe it is like a, a dress that you forgot that you had. And it reminds you of a time in your life when you wore it regularly and how much you've evolved from then, or it, it's a photograph or one of those old like Facebook memories from 10 years ago. Oh, and geez, you look I don't even it. want to talk about those. Those <laughs> are so like, uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I'm such a different person then and this is what I mean by like some sort of external icon sure crystals go missing all the time it's not a big deal crystals break all the time we're gonna talk about that for yes, sure that's my next the question. whole breaking crystal situation and then like yeah and sometimes they they need to go in a box or sometimes they want to be rearranged and whatever I don't really think there's any like wrong thing to do I for me like when people ask me oh should this go in my room it's like well try it if you can't sleep then take it out or if it totally. helps you sleep then leave it there. I talk to my crystal. I mean, they are living things. You know, they come from the earth mm. and I love them in my office. I'm surrounded by them right now. I have a quite a big collection and, you know, 75% from you, Sita. You have that amazing polychromatic jasper. I love, I'm looking at it right now. I love thing it. Thing is amazing. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've also tried out crystals in my wallet. I've tried mm -hmm. out like a citrine in my wallet. Really good. I've tried them out in my car for protection, under my pillow. I mean, they live everywhere. And I think that's such a beautiful piece of advice is try it out. See what feels good. You know, yeah. when I'm going somewhere where I feel like someone's energy is funky, I take my smoky quartz in my pocket, but even just having the protection, it feels good. So yeah. you have to just kind of try it on for size, see, and see this, where the crystal likes to live. It's like, just feel like yeah. they have their own identities and personalities. We're just big girls with a dollhouse moving in it with an extra large dollhouse moving our things around. To ask you the question about crystals breaking. Um, sure, Because, sure. you know, we've talked about this before, but I think people want to know because I get a lot of DMs too. So I've had crystals break and, um, you know, a lot of times I was told or I remember it saying that the crystal kind of took up all the energy. Now, one of my favorite <laughs> stories of my crystal breaking, you were with me. Yeah, and we, This is a whole nother podcast episode, but Sita and I were reading, you were reading cards. I was reading palms at a Halloween party in freaking, where was it? Like Palos Verdes or Who knows? Yeah, sure. some ritzy orange <laughs> county or whatever. I mean, this was intense. It was a Halloween party pre-COVID times. And before the party, I got a black tourmaline because it's really good for protection. I put it in my bra like any witch psychic would do. At the end of the night, Sita and I are like, you know, waiting for our valet cars. Whatever. We're like so tired. It's like three in the morning, whatever time it was. And I go to show her the tourmaline, which she'd already seen me put it in my purse or sorry, in my bra. I pull it out and this tourmaline that was fresh crumbled into a thousand <laughs> pieces in my hand. Do you uh -huh. remember seeing yes, that? Yes, I do. I do. And I remember that event so well. And this this particular event, like, you know, they put you next to a speaker and you're just screaming for three and a half hours straight. I had no voice at the end of it. And people are heavily intoxicated. You know, if anyone's listening and if anyone gives a hoot about my perspective as a person who meditates and works with the specimens and the minerals and the gems, I am totes like completely sober. I moved away from all alcohol, hallucinogens, drugs, everything. And it's really difficult to be around people that are heavily intoxicated when you're doing any kind of work. Um, mm, yeah. And you're you a reflector know, too, Sita. So you pick up on energy frequencies, especially intoxicated or toxic people, very easy and it can yeah. come to you. Yeah. So you, you choosing this life um, to be sober and to really explore everything in your own being is actually truly remarkable and really perfect for you for your design as well. <laughs> 
Thank you. Yeah. So we were, and you know, people would go to Steffi and come to me or they would come to me and go to Steffi. And so I would, we, there was a lot of crossover and I was seeing, you know, as the night was going on, as the hours were continuing, just how the levels of intoxication were rising. At one point there is a line where no one that you're talking to is sober. The TLDR of this it gets is really it was toxic. But also for <laughs> listeners, it was pretty funny because everyone was in a Halloween costume. Yes, yes. So Sita and I on our breaks, which was like we barely got any time for four hours of reading, is a lot. Like it's I mean, a lot now at high, practice, high volume, high at volume. club volume. But Sita would pull me aside and be like, "Did you did you read the Tiger?" And I was like, "Yep, yep, read him." Divorce with the wife. Yeah, we like yes. would pick up on the same energetic the frequency same stuff. Adding the element of like, of course you're dressed like you know a vampire. <laughs> or a hot dog or whatever it was but, while this is going on. And right, so, right. and I get it. Like, that's what we're hired to do. We're hired to listen to you and talk to you about this, but it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to contain on top of the intoxication. But basically, yeah, back to the crystal thing. Yeah. The reason my crystal, I think just plummeted and in, in onto the floor into thousands of pieces is maybe because of the toxic environment that it couldn't withstand anymore. So what do you, yeah. what's your take on crystals breaking? Sita? So tourmaline is, if, if anyone has ever, you know, held tourmaline, it has pretty different degrees of, even though the MOS scale of hardness is the same for all categories of black tourmaline, there are some that grow bits of mica or bits of quartz in between them or bits of hematite. And these can be more crumbly. And so you'll get, you'll, instead of holding like a polished piece of black tourmaline, the, the mica and stuff and bits will come out on your hands. So there's, th there's that reason, you know, and tourmaline is pretty easy to break. If okay. You so that's like, like a very physical reason. Yeah. How about a like but energetic in, in, reason? In terms of energetic reasonings as to why that could happen. Well, it's just like anything else. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a house where every like all of a sudden the glasses are just breaking everywhere and people can be like this has actually happened to me like where like five glasses broke in a week or like my plumbing is jacked up for like you know a, a month or something everything has its own consistency and its own vibration everything everything because there's no solidity in the material world and that's just physics you know mm -hmm. everything is constantly in a state of change and moving and it might happen very slowly you know just because we can't see something move as quickly it's still it's still not solid it's still an impermanent mass and so for whatever reason because it's black tourmaline and black tourmaline is known to absorb negativity. I think that in that, in that circumstance, we were dealing with a lot of people who are very unhappy in their lives. And I don't want to tell anybody what their lives are, what it is. But from my impression, we had a lot of people that were completely over-medicated using alcohol. Sure, it's Halloween. We're having fun. Maybe it's one night a year. We get really fucked up. But for whatever reason, that on top of having the two psychics here turned into <laughs> like... I need to tell you everything that's wrong in my life and why I feel so sad. And who knows? Yeah, just... that tourmaline took a lot of the break <laughs> that day. And But sometimes crystals break clean in half. And I've heard mm. before that you're supposed to bury one piece. Have you heard of that? Put it back into the earth. So burying anything in the earth um, is just an old tradition from when we worshipped, you know, the trees and the lakes and the rivers. And, you know, this is just, this, this is old world habit. Celts have done it. The pagans have done it. This is 
not uh, something new. <laughs> you know, oh, bury the crystal. And I think it's lore. And I think it's maybe lore for a purpose. I think returning things to the earth makes a lot of sense because it grew out of the earth. And maybe mm -hmm. there are times for things to be excavated and times for things to be covered back up. If it makes you feel better to do the ritual of burying something, why not? You know, I have crystals break, not all the time, but if I'm, I'm shipping about 500 specimens a week, but every once in a while, someone will unpack their order and they'll say a week later, this broke, or I dropped it when it arrived. <laughs> part of me, like part of me chuckles because it's like, well, I'm sorry, that really sucks. But then there's another part of me that's like, all right, well now you just have two crystals. Like, so I know it's kind of cool One in one place and one in another. Um, sometimes if a crystal breaks, I like to give it to another person. Like, yeah. so it's like we have two halves of one crystal. So, yeah. okay. I love that. You're basically saying that every single thing you believe about crystals is true or it's not true. Like whatever you believe is right. Yeah, <laughs> like, if you want to bury it, bury it. If you don't, don't. If you're thinking about launching your own course, I totally recommend Teachery, which is the platform I use for my Awaken Your Intuition course. And it is the easiest way to start earning money for your talents and your gifts. I love how simple it is. It's so uncomplicated. I'm not a tech person. So they have these flexible, fully customizable course templates that you just fill out your information. It's super clean. You can also brand it with your colors, your logo, and it is literally so easy and so fun too. You have a free 14 day trial to build your course. And my favorite part is you can demo it like you're a student and you can see what it looks like from the student's point of view. Also, it is super affordable. I shopped around a few different hosting platforms and Teachery by far has the best prices. You can pay monthly or yearly. If you want to know more info, go to the link in my show notes and sign up for the free 14 day trial. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, the next question would be about cleansing crystals. Like, do you believe in cleansing crystals and how do you cleanse crystals? So I've heard, I've heard a lot of stories about uh, cleansings. The one person I talked to said, um, and this is somebody I met at Tucson as a gem show. This person said to me, why would you cleanse a crystal? It came to you for that specific reason with that specific energy. Mm. I'm like, oh, interesting. But I do, I have scrubbed crystals before, of course. Uh, I have, I use mineral oil a lot and coconut oil a lot of the time, depending on what the, like jaspers take well, rough jaspers take well to coconut oil. Just don't overdo it. Uh, your mukites, your uh, rough lapis takes well to coconut oil. And then I use mineral oil and hexite. I am in the camp of do what you want to do. If it works for you, if it doesn't harm you or harm other people, do what you want to do. If you want to put them out in the moonlight because they recharge, that's your ritual. That is your belief. Just because somebody else shares it with you doesn't invalidate it or validate it more. If it's a personal practice and a personal choice, again, you're not harming yourself, you're not harming other people. I don't see the problem in cleansing, dancing naked around your crystals, putting them in your... You know. I've done that before. You know, they have the ones you can, you can put them in your, in your private parts. I, I don't know how, like, 
make sure you can pull it back out. Basically, I know <laughs> the jade egg was like Gwyneth Paltrow was all about the jade yeah, egg, stone, yeah. the yoni stone, stuff like that. I've never done that. Um, but I personally do like charging them with full moons, not necessarily new moons, but you can do whatever. But I don't do it for every moon ceremony. Mm-hmm. I love that you're basically just saying like intuitively what feels good for you in ritual is something yeah. that you can do with crystals. I mean, personally, um, for me, like if I, if it's an Aries full moon and that's a lot about passion and, you know, creative projects, like I'll put out some of my more like crystals that are really good for like motivation and stuff. But yeah. I always try to like sync it with what the moon entails. But um, I, I love that. Really good advice. Um, just kind of and- what, what you feel is right in your bones with your and- crystals. And just true. because it's your ritual or a ritual, it what also is I'm trying to like impress upon doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. Those are judgments, you know. I think one of the biggest issues, like you know, not to get like too meta on it, but what really drives me crazy is when people believe that their ritual is the right ritual. I think that's where social media can get us in trouble yeah. because you see, you know, and I'm so happy crystals are having their moment. You know, you had a viral TikTok with your yeah. crystals and we I can had talk two about and- two. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, well, it's, it's important because I deleted one because I was like, I don't need this in my life right I know. now. It's crazy. But, but crystals and spirituality is having a moment right now. Thank God yeah. in this Aquarius age, but but there is a lot of stuff saying you have to do a ritual. You don't have to do a ritual. This crystal's good like for this, this, that. So I think that's really good to clarify that it's not right or wrong. That's a judgment. You just yeah. do what's right in your heart. And I love that. I absolutely love that. I wish that we lived in a society where that was the per- – like the empowerment of the people was the empowerment of their own emotional understanding. And, you know, it, it is funny that TikTok and, and social media, Instagram is influencing us in these ways when – it's like we all have different experiences in in life and karma especially Mm -hmm. and you know i've seen a lot of stuff online too about like ethically sourcing uh, Mm -hmm. crystals and palo santo and stuff Mm -hmm. like that what's your take on that i decided to just grow my own sage to like completely remove myself from that conversation uh because i live in california and i was just like oh i was just gonna make a plant and water it and have my own sage it's way more nuanced when it comes to crystals um, so I've, I've been to India. I spent a month there doing the Yatra, the pilgrimage, and all through the northeast of the country into Nepal and back out again. And I experienced a lot of personalities and a lot of um, classes uh, within the Indian uh, sort of ecosphere. And I have thankfully had some really great guides that knew a lot about the underground uh, workings of like the beggar system you know, where to sort of funnel your money to be part of the solution and where the money uh, goes that's part of the problem. I cannot speak from experience about a mine where, you know, they're just right. putting little uniforms on seven-year-olds and shoving them down the mine and saying, oh go gosh. find these crystals. That's crazy. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I have yet to, to come across that. It, first of all, I'm an extremely small business, but I, I also just go directly to miners and sources that I know are legit there's a lot of drop shipping companies, you know, and Amazon facilitates this. And those are like, you know, your small tumbled stones where it's just excessively massly produced. So maybe you want to stay away from that and go to your local crystal shop instead. That would be my suggestion. So I source a lot from the United States to, and, and that those most of the time, it's just these guys I find like in Arizona who are like, Hey, I have a truck full of really cool hematite. Do you want it? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, where'd you get it? And he's like, Oh, I just like picked it up. <laughs> 
Okay, Sita, that's like the kid in the, in the van. It's like, hey, you want some candy? You're like, ooh, crystals? Hot dude in Arizona? I, I'm done. They're not. They're not hot, though. <laughs> they're not. There's no, there's no, uh, they're in a, a public places. I'm not like walking in back alleys of Arizona. Oh, my like, God. Hey, anybody got it. any crystals? <laughs> okay, <laughs> bottom bottom line, your crystals are ethically sourced and you yeah, do a really I good do. job at vetting where they're from. Yeah. And then the thing I love about your crystal Sita too is there's something for everybody if it's like a small stone that you can put in your pocket or you have really nice big pieces and really affordable it ranges from all over the place and I just love you do live sales every Wednesday and Sunday on your Instagram yeah so I do them Wednesday evening and this is all Pacific Standard Time and then Sunday like mid-morning I just love it because it's like a live auction. So you're on, (laughs) you're on the live and you have such a good like table and it's like, everything looks so beautiful. You pick it up, you explain the properties and then people are like live bidding. And it just feels really exciting to see what other people are getting. And I, the thing I love about your community is if someone else gets, gets one and a bunch of people bid, they go, Oh, good job. Good find. Like they're, yeah, it's really cute. I remember like bidding and people are congratulating me. I was like, thank you. I feel really good about that purchase. It's so it's like the opposite of like, yeah, just like, I don't, I don't know, maybe they do. I, I suppose they do that in art auctions where they're like, ah, oh, well bid and everyone like applauds and shit. <laughs> it just makes me feel so refined when I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm bidding, I'm bidding today on a nice little smoky quartz. Um, I yeah. also really like the format of the live sale because it does, it builds a sense of community. It's the same people week after week and always newbies come in and they get to experience it. And you I know, love me- it me and my assistant Xanthi just giggle and laugh and like yeah, you make have all such these- a good sense of humor too you're you're singing I mean there was one time you were like singing the who and I mean you just you <laughs> Tommy, just bring a real- can you hear me Tommy oh my gosh I like I like lol I was in this musical Tommy okay okay we can't even go down the rabbit hole but I refer a lot of clients to you Sita because you. you know a lot of I work with crystals all the time in my practice I believe in them wholeheartedly and so I wanted to ask you I mean we can we can talk about it if you want to, but there's a few crystals that I wanted to ask, like what you recommend. Yeah, and these are the top things I really find with my clients. It's it's a repeating pattern. So the first crystal I want to ask you is like, what's a good crystal for just anxiety? Yeah. So a lot of times people uh, will pick a crystal that contains the chemical elements that has been proven to help people with their anxiety, agitation, restlessness. And one of those uh, is lithium. Made oh my God. By Nirvana. Um, and <laughs> made famous for me by Nirvana. Uh, so lipidolite has lithium inside of it. You know, obviously don't ingest any of your crystals ever. Literally never, never. do that. <laughs> They're all, also too, you should know which crystals are like toxic for yourself and for pets. Your urethrite is one of them usually the bright reds. Um, so yeah, anyway, so lith- uh, lipidolite is this beautiful flaky purple. The color itself is so beautiful, so peaceful, so like just lovely to look at. It's such mm. an appealing crystal. Uh, it's It can be sparkly and faceted and reflective. And it, it does remind you of like an absolutely beautiful sunset or a beautiful painting. Mm. Um that's what I imbue from looking at them. And so that's, that's number one that I like to recommend. And it's usually really well-priced. I've even seen lipidolite grow with pink tourmaline. There's one on my grid that is bananas. It sold immediately, but it was one of the most beautiful. It was like this bright pink tourmalines 
like small strands of tourmaline inside of a massive hunk of purple epidolite. You're like, I can't even believe it. it looks like fucking My Little Pony, Shira and Rainbow Bright all collabed with Lisa Frank. And they were like, let's make the prettiest, prettiest princess crystal we can find. I want that now. Um, <laughs> I know. That Everyone sounds, always asks me about it. It makes like, me feel calmer. <laughs> I know. That's incredible. Okay, great. Lapidolite. I'll, I'll note that. Okay, how about um, crystals that are good for – because I just – I just launched my intuition course and I usually recommend an amethyst that's good for third eye because that's like the color, you know, it's like indigo purple color. But do you recommend a good or lapis as well for intuition? Yeah. Um, I have a couple of comments on this. Uh, Joseph Campbell gives a really amazing lecture about the chakra system. Yes. He does yes. it from a scholarly perspective. He talks about it as the peril of the moth hitting the flame mm. and, and there's this light that is you see and you behold and you understand sort of like the hermit card in the tarot when he's holding the glass in front of him the lantern in front of him i'm talking about the smith rider rate deck um to me it would be some sort of crystal that reminds you the most of yourself <laughs> no way for yes. the third eye and for intuition yeah, like sort I of like how that. we buy dogs <laughs> that, like look like us so like, okay, so I'm a blacky whitey. Uh, so I get really attracted to crystals that have that really distinct yin yang in them. And if you want to behold it, try to understand that there is no difference between you and the outside world. That's beautiful world because I mean, I have an yeah. indigo aura, but I'm always drawn for intuition stuff to amethyst, which is like that dark purple. Yeah. That's so, so interesting. So that makes so much sense. Noted. Good to know. Um, <laughs> okay. And the last one, um, it could be a two-parter, but... A lot of clients I recommend for protection, but also for grounding. So mm -hmm. is there, I know like jaspers yeah. can sometimes be grounding or, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Is there anything you recommend that just kind I've of- I've heard garnet. Garnet. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. That's, that's been, uh, that was an old, the, the person with whom I worked at the crystal shop uh, would always say that he, he was a big fan and advocate of the garnet and then protection. I like, uh, because I'm such a Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> I love me some dragonglass, which is obsidian. <laughs> yes, obsidian. I love Get the dragonglass. I know yeah. that will keep away the night, the night king for sure. Um, for sure. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, beautiful. I really appreciate all of your little fun facts. Um, I wanted my one of my last questions I wanted to ask you is, what's your go-to crystal right now? I know you probably go through like yeah. tons of phases, but do you have a favorite right now? Like either in your <laughs> personal yes. <laughs> or okay you're like how many can I name okay so, so tell me like your fave and why there's some super interesting stuff that is coming out of Spain at the moment listen I'm going to talk regions and mines because it's like it's, wine I love it you're yeah. like this one has a floral note <laughs> you're like this one's out of the region of Spain um okay yeah cool, there's so. some there's some barite that's coming out of Spain that's like chunky and like it reminds me of like 90s shoes where they I were got just like such a nice bar right from you i love love oh, love thank you it's just like let's put more rubber on this sole 
Like that's like it's like the '90s chunky yeah. Spice Girl shoe. I mean, how much rubber did they put on the soles of shoes in the so '90s? Much. They, they should have stopped. put Barite instead. <laughs> it would have been really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Barite actually means heavy. That's funny. No. And then so, but then I have I have a growing collection of Spessartine garnet, which is an orange garnet I'm specifically obsessed with. I actually got to hold the largest Spessartine garnet in the world when no I was in, what a on flex February. It was amazing. It was huge. Oh my gosh. And it was like $4,000. (laughs) I did not buy it. Um, And then I I also have a a large uh, rutile collection, a rutile, I've also heard it pronounced. There's an ongoing uh, tomato, tomato about that. But um, I really, really love the high end because it looks like there's gold, like beams of light growing inside a a quartz and there are oh my so gosh stunning. okay cool i just appreciate like picking your brain and learning about all this stuff you're just so knowledgeable and um tell the listeners how they can find you yes yeah, so you are welcome to tune into any of my live sales which happen weekly they are Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or Sundays 11 a.m. at Pacific Standard Time. And I usually go for about two hours, so get there early. They I also do story sales on at Hippie QBC. This is also where the live sales are. And I also do grid sales there. So just turn on your notifications and keep looking. The website is Hippie QBC, H-I-P-P-I-E-Q-B-C. And that stands for Quest Vision Crystals. But it's a pun on the home shopping I didn't channel. realize that. Quest yeah. Vision Crystals. I yeah, love the Hippie I QBC. Love, I love the Grail Quests. Oh my gosh. Amazing. (laughs) Well, I hope to see all the listeners there and we can all kind of communicate together in the community as we fight over Game of Thrones (laughs) style. Who is going to win (laughs) the throne? Who's getting the dragon glass? (laughs) Who's going to be the king? (laughs) From the guys back of the truck in Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thanks so much for all your time and your knowledge, Sita. We love you. Thank you. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to connect with me, you can find me at my website, which is spiritsis.com. Or if you want to connect on Instagram, slide into my DMs. Tell me what you want to hear on the next podcast episode. You can find me at spirit underscore sis. Talk to you soon and see you guys next week.